Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. For those that are joining us live, thanks so much for being here. For those that are coming in at any point, we appreciate it. So many times someone will say to me, like I'm a, I'm a few weeks behind, I'm like, thank you just for being part of it. I just appreciate that you guys are here, that we can do this together. And thank you so much for for doing this. It, just being together is the most important thing. So thank you. We're going down a little bit of a of an unclear road. I'm trying really hard to make sure that I'm not saying things that sound too Pollyannish, that can be dismissed because it sounds like it's too lofty. The idea that I can be an unconditional giver and that be the sort of the core purpose of my life. And I watch it manifest everywhere I go is something that's, that's really big, but it's possible. And if it's not possible to achieve it, it's worthy to strive for it. Now I'm not there, but at least we can talk about it. And one of the things that I want to do before we get to where we ended off yesterday, which is the world of helping others be givers is I want to, I want to remind us back to the Navy SEALs or our Navy ZEALs that when the cadet shows up in training and they say, we'd like you to do, how many pushups can you do? And he's like, I can do like 30. They're like, okay, we'd like you to do 7,000. He's like, what? I said, I'm sorry. I, I thought you thought, yeah, no, I'm going to die. And when they put him in a water, I don't know if you guys know what goes on. And it's not just the SEALs. It's every commando group. It's, it's everywhere. When these commandos come in, they're not commandos. They're kids. They think they're like really, really important because they could do like 25 pull-ups. And then like they say, by the way, let's go running. And they're like, for how long? They're like, I don't know, two straight days. We had on our trip and the momentum trip, our first trip ever. Our first trip ever, we had one of the Madrichim, which is one of the counselors, was an ex-commando. He said that for, for his final exam, you know, whatever exam, I have my quote hands on for those that are listening. For his final test, they had to walk somewhere for three straight days. Three straight days of walking, morning and night, climbing, doing, I don't know. They, people were passing out and they're helping each other up. He's like, it was impossible. The, the becoming a commando is not when they give you like the cool uniform and when like you jump out of an airplane and uh, the becoming the commando is the moment you realize that there's a part of me that I never thought was in there that is stronger than I thought. That shift of I can't to maybe I can, let me try, is the shift of when you have a commando mindset. The ability to give we think is limited because of our conditioning, our background, people that have hurt us. The minute we commit ourselves to being commandos of give, giving commandos, we start to push ourselves and we start to explore, explore new areas of what's possible for my life. What's possible for me in terms of being in control, in terms of being not in need of somebody else, but being the giver in every situation. 
even if in some situations it looks to them like as if I'm taking, right? Not helping the kid on the homework is giving, even though to the kid it looks like you're taking. Parenting children when you wanna be their best friend, but they need a parent now, when the best friend thing ended and now they actually need a disciplinarian because they have no structure. That way of life is actually taking, if you will, is really giving. And if you, if you follow this way of thinking, what you realize is that the greatest gift you can give somebody else is also to be a giver. Also to, to enjoy giving. Also to have positive memories of giving. Also to know how to give. And the way you start to help people know how to give is by empathizing with them. This greatest thing you could give somebody is make them a giver. Sometimes make somebody a giver means you have to make them independent. Why wouldn't you, we would, we, would lo- we would love to think that I can just give somebody, but guess what? Sometimes when you give things to people, you actually make them weaker. Sometimes if you have an employee and they do a bad job and you say, you know what, I'll do it for you. Anyone do this? Anybody have people? Not for me, people that work for me are the best in the world. Other people. You ever have people that you just like, yeah, I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. You ever have that? I'll just do it myself. You know what that is? That's not giving to your employees. That's taking from them. Because you are not enabling them to be independent, to be able to do their job properly, to be givers. Sometimes the way you actually are going to create a world where it, it flows correctly, the way it's supposed to flow in life is I'm giving to you legitimately. And you're giving to me legitimately. So I have what I need, not because I took it from you. I have what I need because you gave it to me. That's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way a a relationship is supposed to work. Friendships, business partners, married partners. That's the way it's supposed to work. I'm interested in making your life better, and you're interested in making my life better. So we both get by extension, not by taking. But it doesn't work if there isn't an initial party to start the dance. Somebody's got to be the big person to start the dance. And we have the ability to do this all the time. We have the ability to build givers everywhere we look. We spent weeks on the idea of our eyes and how our eyes can see things in people. Remember that? Remember the story and my teacher and what he saw? He, what he was doing, wasn't he? He wasn't just like, okay, fine, pitying me. He wasn't like, okay, you feel down, pat on the head. No, he was building. He was ennobling me. And I hope to make him proud. When you see greatness in people, what you're doing is you're building them into independent givers that have the strength physically and emotionally to see good of themselves, to take new things on. That's the greatest gift you're giving them. When you see the greatness in somebody else, you're not just giving, you're not just filling them up as if they're taking from you. You're actually building somebody up to ultimately be a giver themselves, to become independent of the, the wants and of the looks and of the approval of everybody else. An adult that has everything for them physically, everything, but needs everybody to constantly tell them how great they are, they're not giving. They could be handing people money. 
They could be hosting in their beautiful home. They could be giving out compliments, but they're not giving because they're too insecure to be giving from a place of, of security, of confidence, of esteem. So if they had that, like, you know, like that scenario where like you have that like teacher or coach or parent that drives you and drives you, never lets you up. You know what I'm talking about? Never lets up, ne never good enough, never good enough, never good enough. You know, those people never good enough. Then they sit back and that person who they've driven nearly to death accomplishes something big. And they go, ah, you see? Meanwhile, if you look into that person's head, they're not there. They're broken. What takes place on the outside doesn't matter. It's on the inside. You see people like this in every scenario in life. On the outside, they look amazing. On the inside, they're totally shattered. And the people that shattered them, see how good I did? They're not givers. You didn't build them up into be something great. And I believe in my core, not every, I think people are trying their hardest. God bless them. God bless everybody. There are some people that really don't, that really are worried that the person that they're driving is going to embarrass them. Is not going to deliver. It's a little bit of that me inside the drivers also. The greatest gift we can give somebody is to make them a giver. Understand that. That's really a gift you can give somebody else. The greatest nachas. Nachas is Yiddish for like inner spiritual joy. The greatest nachas you can have from the people around you is when you see them growing and becoming independent givers. I don't mean givers just physically. I also mean spiritually. And we do that by being empathetic to them. We do that by putting ourselves in their scenarios. We do this by not expecting of them that which we see from ourselves. Last night on the Shabbat show, we had a whole show on love. If you haven't checked it out, you really should. And I want to give a special shout out to the Project Inspire team, including Rabbi Yaakov Ginniger. If you guys know Rabbi Ginniger, he is a 100% superstar. He puts these shows together. I've said to me, she's like, I can't believe you guys come up with these shows. It's like, unbelievable. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, don't look at me. These guys produce a show. <laughs> I just roll in, man. Like, I'm a no, like, yesterday's show was on love and how it's unconditional giving. It was awesome. You should check it out. This great Rebbitson, whose son was born, severe issues and right, bars, was the husband of our very own Ruth Bars, who gave an incredible approach in the definition of love. It's really awesome. You should check it out. The Shabbatshow.com. If you go to the website, you'll find last week's show. It's every week at eight. But last week we had this. Thank you, Rob. Rob's my boy. Rob's taking care of me. For those that are watching on different things, I had given the credit to somebody else. My buddy Rob just jumps in and, and hooks me up too. I love you, man. Last week, we, last last night, we had this. Rabbi David Aaron had these short videos we put in the show, and he spoke about this idea that a friend of his was unfortunately in a bad accident, and they were feeding him because he couldn't feed himself. And he noticed that everyone was feeding him the parts of the food that they might like eating, 
So he wanted the vegetables, but everybody assumes that he wants the meat. And he's like asking for vegetables. So they give him one vegetable and they go back to the meat. And he realizes that people give in the way that they like, not in the way that you like. Has ever happened to anybody who's married or has a good friend or is related to anybody, anyone related to anybody that, do, that does this? Hanukkah presents, does everyone get Hanukkah presents that are really what the person who gives it to you likes? You ever get that? Anybody ever give something to your spouse or to your friend that like really you like? But more importantly, and we spoke about this yesterday, you have to understand that the greatest thing you can do in a relationship, any relationship, is, is strategically enable the person that you're connected to to give you properly. When you're connected to somebody and you like, you know, cross your arms and demand, even if you don't say the words, of course, we're so much better than that. This is one of the great distinctions between Americans and Israelis. For anyone who's Israeli on the, oh, that's, that's listening right now, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. And that's a good thing. So don't worry about it. For the Americans in the room, you understand. And even for Americans, UK, South Africa. I don't know how it is in, I don't know how it's in South America. For someone from South America, let me know. But I feel like South America is close to Israel on this. We don't say things. We, we're, we're passive aggressive here in America. You know what I'm talking about? Canada. I, I, I think Canada's with us. I think Canada's with us on this one. I one time was doing a pitch, a business pitch, a startup organization for a friend of mine together on, he was Israeli, he had this technology. So we went around to a bunch of American investors, never forget this. And, um, you know, they, 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 I grew up in this world, man. I, I, I grew up in this world, man, corporate America, law firms, Ivy. This is like, you know, I was nursed in this world. So he comes in, you got, I mean, this is like perfect. He comes in and like, he presents and they're like, wow, that's nice. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Let's circle back. Let's circle back next week. Hmm, I got to do some diligence. Right. He comes out. We're in the cab in the city. He looks at me and goes, I think I killed it. I'm like, you got rocked. He's like, what? He's like, they love me. I'm like, they hate you. He's like, how could they hate me? Anything, everything they said was nice. I'm like, you Israeli, you say what you think. We're Americans. We don't say what we think. Are you joking me? You think we're going to say something that's not nice in public to you? Are you kidding me? Goes, you're totally wrong. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. I get him on the phone in the cab. I'm like, hey guys, what do you think? It's like, that was terrible. No way. No one's investing in this thing. This is ridiculous. He's like, what? How did you know? I'm like, how did I know? Are you kidding? I'm born here. You think any good American is telling somebody it's a bad idea? You go to Israel, you go to a park, a guy will come up to you and be like, why aren't you wearing a sweater? What's wrong with you? It's cold. You know what I'm talking about? You will literally have your children in the park and they'll be like, I'm sorry. You know that it's dangerous. You should watch your kids better. I'm like, sorry, do I know you? I was also online in a Makola in Israel and I saw the lady in front of me ask for something and she used a grammatically way of saying it. And the lady said, give that it, which means, uh, you know, Mrs. And she corrected the way she spoke. That would never happen in America. Do you know what I'm talking about? I love it. Israelis don't change. Just be you. It's the best. Honest. Straight, 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 straight. And they don't even know what they do wrong. To an American, they're like, oh my gosh. I think Canada's with us. South Africa's with us. Australia's with us. And I think the, 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 the Europe is. That's my sense. 
tell me if I'm wrong, if you're listening to this, my sense is that Russia, South America, Israel is on the other side, on, on the honest side. That means that if you grew up in this Western way of like just sort of like digesting it and passively aggressiving it out, you could be married for like 15 years and your spouse has no idea what, you, what you're talking about. And the way we think we're communicating is like passive aggressive, like hints, being mad without saying anything, right? Hanging up, like not hanging up on them. Of course not. Just being curt when they call, you know, not calling them back. You know, talking about this stuff, the games we play. You didn't know? They're like, no, I don't know. I don't read your language. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm too busy worrying about my life. I'm too busy worrying about social media. In that relationship, you're not worried about the other person. You worry about yourself. It's okay. It's called being normal. But let's not be normal for 20 minutes a day. If you could, Can you imagine if you walked into a relationship? Just stick with me for a minute here. You walk into a relationship. And you say, I want to give everything to the, this person. And I want to make sure this person knows how to properly give to me strategically. What does that mean strategically? It means I don't got to like have long lectures every morning about what I need to be happy. I got to just be strategic. Maybe when they do something that I like, I'm super excited about it and they learn maybe i wait for the moment of which when i'm upset when they do something wrong and all the emotions have died down and then i speak to them calmly about it the next day maybe i subtly strategically give the right knowledge to them but I am committed not only to giving to the person I'm in a relationship with. Now, it doesn't have to be marriage. Friends, parents, it could be even parents, siblings. Strategically. Strategically. I don't mean subtly. Sometimes strategic means, can I talk to you for a second and have a real conversation with them? Just not in the heat of emotion. That's strategic. Sometimes notes and letters or texts that are nice and thoughtful, but explain things in a way that they can read it. I'm strategically, but remember, and this is where it gets super hard, and I'll end with this so we can think about it over the weekend. I'll give you questions to ponder. Think about it. Not what can I do to get something for the person in front of me? What can I do to build the person up in front of me so that when we're in a relationship, that person knows how to give. Person knows what I need. What's appropriate. What's not appropriate. Sometimes when you're dealing with younger people, they don't know what's appropriate, not appropriate. And if they don't want to, that's the whole nother story. But to think this way, it's so such a thin line between okay, fine, I'll do it this way, but I really want it for me. People around us want to be good. People that we're connected to want to be good. They just don't know how to be good sometimes. They're overwhelmed by it when it hits them like a wash. But when it's done properly, when it flows, remember the flow, when 
we have this thing called faucets that we use for our emotions and we know exactly how to flow the information properly that is the best for the listener, not the best for me, people want to do good stuff. Employees want to do good. People want to feel accomplished. This is a psychological need called mastery. People want to achieve mastery even in their relationships. Can you imagine if we thought this way? We build the people up around us so they know how to give. We'd be giving and they'd be giving. This sounds a little Pollyannish, but commandos are Pollyannish. Who could think you can do that? All great things begin as Pollyannish until people start doing them and then it becomes normal. All right. Think about it this weekend. Think about it this weekend. How can I look at people around me and see what I got to do to build them up, to becoming greater givers, either to me or to other people? How do I put myself in their minds? How do I become more of a giver to the people around me? so that they become bigger givers themselves. All right, everybody, have an incredible weekend. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you next week. Shabbat Shalom. And uh, thanks for being here all week. I really appreciate you, every one of you. With God's help, can't wait to see you next week.